and welcome to the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, the fortnightly podcast that explores self-awareness, leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels. Join me, your host, Nia Thomas, as we talk to today's Knowing Self, Knowing Others guest. I'm joined today by Robertson Hunter-Stewart, and I'm absolutely delighted that Rob has been able to join me today. It's, it's, I've been so looking forward to this conversation. Um, Rob is an author, uh, management coach, and has a background in the hotel industry, so really has come up through the ranks, seeing what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, and really understands what management and leadership is all about. But without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Rob to introduce himself. Well, first of all, uh, yeah, thank you for having me today. It's, it's great to be on the show with you. As you've just said, my name is Robertson Hunter Stewart, so a real mouthful. And the thing about that is, it's really great for uh, when you Google me. I'm the only person that exists under that name, so <laughs> it's very good for my referencing on on Google. But most people call me Rob. Uh, yeah, to introduce myself, well, I've been in the uh, hotel industry uh, most of my life, and uh, I started out actually after a career in finance and uh, and other things in Scotland. Came to France. Uh, and discovered, well, fell in love basically with uh, the hotel industry because I started working at, uh, at Disneyland Paris when it opened in 1992. And there, uh, because I couldn't speak French at that time, I had to learn how to speak French, of course, so I could speak to my colleagues. And at the same time, I was a, what would they call a cast member A. So I was basically uh, sweeping up the cigarette butts. Uh, oh, so wow. that was, uh, yeah. And uh, when I left in 98, I was then director of the whole of Disney Village and uh, the whole the, the whole shebang, basically. And I left to go to the traditional hotel in Street, which was then the Meridian Etoile, which is a 1,025-bedroom hotel in the middle of Paris. And I took over the um, housekeeping of that hotel. I had a team of about 160 uh, housemates, so I did that. And then I was made... Rooms division manager. So then I had 240 people working with me. And then after that, I, I went to Poland, became the director of the most famous hotel in Poland, which is the Royal Meridian Bristol in Poland. I was director there for four years. Then I went to Budapest for one and a half years, was director of the Royal Corinthia Grand Hotel there, which is which is like the Four Seasons, really high, high standard of hotel. Came back to Paris because I asked it. <laughs> Uh, to run as a general manager of the uh, Concorde Lafayette, which is a thousand-room hotel. It's the, the third highest building in, in Paris, in fact, as well, at the same time. Then was CEO of a uh, chief operating officer for Warwick Hotels Europe. I did that for a year. Then Disney called me back <laughs> and wanted me to come back as their director general for their biggest volume hotel, which is one million room nights, uh, one million people per year. Uh, so I did that for two years. And then I went back to the Meridian as well again for the last bit. And uh, I was uh, then the general manager of that hotel where I started as housekeeper a few years before. And basically that's, at that stage, I then decided to uh, do my own thing. So I, I quit all that and uh, decided that I want to be uh, my own man and write books. It's just all dreamed about writing books. So to write books or management uh, with with my experience because I have really in total, 40 years experience of management, really. So I decided I wanted to write, I wanted to teach, uh, and I wanted to coach other people and pass on basically a, a passion for passing on knowledge. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm a consultant, a professor at uh, several schools in Paris of management and leadership. And I'm also, well, I've written three books on management. So uh, the second one, which is very successful in the United States, and the third one, which has just been released. 
having really experienced management and significant roles in management and senior leadership um, mm-hmm. across a number of organizations. So really does put you in a position where when you are writing your books and you are coaching, you really know what you're talking about. What's really interesting about our discussion is other listeners will have heard me say this before. My background is in the public sector, whereas your sector is very, very different. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to hear your responses to these questions mm-hmm. coming at it from the that perspective. How do you define self-awareness? Well, for me, self-awareness is, is all to do with, from the perspective of a manager or leader, uh, and my own perspective also, it's all about being able to look at yourself in the mirror uh, in the morning uh, and know what you did a good job. And not only you did a good job, but you did it the right way uh, and you didn't harm anyone uh, in the way that you approached your work. It doesn't mean you never never do anything wrong. It's just uh, having to be aware and be in touch, uh, basically, uh, to the honest part of yourself. I would say, which tells you, yeah, that wasn't so that wasn't so great. You know, I can improve there. You know, and it's happened my whole life. Obviously, I mean, uh, like most people, I think, where in order to be in touch with yourself, you have to be honest with yourself first and foremost. I think, and 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 be able to say to yourself, okay, it's, it's, it's basically a conversation with yourself. Uh, which is constant, which is which is basically if you want to improve, you always have to be asking yourself the same questions. Was that good the way I spoke to that yeah. person? Was that a good way to do that interview? Did uh, did I interrupt that person before they were finished? Uh, I mean, you know, always constantly yeah. asking myself these questions because, and I'll tell you why it's, it's like that. It's because uh, I once asked a, a senior colleague at work uh, when I was a young, when I was a young manager, and I was very very full of. Uh, beans and energy but not much experience <laughs> and so I asked him I said can you tell me uh, what I should improve on uh, and he said to me okay uh, well, should we have a meeting and I said yeah yeah please please come to my office and we'll have coffee and tell me uh, how where I should improve and so forth and he said well and he came into this meeting and he said uh, well I've only got one thing to say to you said, really I said I thought we were going to have a meeting he said no there's only one thing I've got to say to you you've asked me the question which was what should I improve he said to me, he said, uh, we're all uh, masters of our own silence and prisoners of what we say. Oh, very profound. Oh, I thought. So that, that finished the conversation very fast. <laughs> and uh, basically, I understood. I talked too much. And I wasn't listening. enough. It was a very interesting way to tell me that. And uh, it was someone I respected a lot. And that was that was one of the things that led me to be more inward looking and try and, and try and see try and measure my own behavior and, and to answer your question. And that's why, for me, it's a question of being in a mirror, a constant in a mirror and seeing if I acted like that and I was the person that was on the other side of that conversation, yeah, would I be happy with what I just said or would I not be happy? And I think that's very important in terms of self-awareness. And I think the other thing is to know uh, about self-awareness is to know where your limits are. And I talk often talk to my students about this and tell them, you know, it doesn't matter. If you want to be a great leader or a great manager, it's fine. It's great. It's a huge ambition. I said it takes a lot of work. So there's one thing you have to understand. You don't know everything. And you'll never know everything. <laughs> yeah. So be self-aware of that. And I'm very aware of that because, uh, you know, for, for example, I'm always telling my student, someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer, just say, I don't know. Don't mm-hmm. say, well, it's a little bit like this or it's a little point. If you don't know, you just don't know. And there's no harm in that. It's actually much better to to, to do that, and to and, and so this awareness comes comes also to a question I think uh, at that time of confidence to be able to 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 put yourself out there and say admit yeah I don't know 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna. <laughs> and to be confident enough to say that, and to be aware that uh, if you do uh, tell a, a little uh, porky pie, a little white lie to someone, say, well, actually, it's more like this, and you don't really know, uh, that can be very harmful. So I think self awareness has a lot to do with that. Really, really, uh, just you know, self knowledge as well, knowing how you, you know, trying to un- trying. I mean, not always succeeding, but trying to understand uh, how you're acting and if and if it's in accordance with your own values, what you really believe. And I think sometimes you get it wrong, of course. You know, you uh, as as like everyone else, uh, I've lost my cool before and, and said things I shouldn't have said, and, and then had to regret it and think, well, I better do better next time. <laughs> Do you think there's a relationship between self-awareness and leader effectiveness? Very, very definitely. And, and it really goes back to, I mean, this goes back to the ancient history of Peter Drucker, who basically invented management by objectives. If you're not self-aware, when you're um, trying to take a step back, people talk a lot about taking some distance with what they're doing or trying to say, so, so, so go higher up or go further away from what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try and have a look at the, the big picture, yeah, and not just as we always say. If you're looking at one tree, you're only going to see the tree. You're never going to see the forest. Yeah, I think that's that's very important. And if you are aware of, of, of yourself, it's very important for being effective. Because it's another thing. I quote from Peter Drucker. It's a very interesting question, actually, because uh, Peter Drucker himself uh, made a quote regarding this, this this question, which was: "Management is about doing things right. Leadership." Is about doing the right things. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so there we have totally. You know, if you, if you are self aware, you're going to be more interested in doing the right things and just not doing things well. You're, you take time, you step back, you think, and and you're effective because of that. Because if people are caught up in the the action, yeah, and you're just reacting all the time, and you're not thinking about things, and you're not taking time to think. I think you get yourself in a lot of trouble very fast. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hot water. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that time from, I think the phrase is giving yourself time to respond instead of react. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, no, you're totally right. That's that's totally it because you often, uh, of course, you're often, often, you can be caught off guard, of course, and react to something. Uh, but it's always better. And it's what I tell people when they're in one-to-one uh, situations, for example, is, is uh, don't answer people's questions for them, for example. You know, just when you ask someone a question, Use the silence. Give them time to actually think about what you've asked. Because not everyone's going to answer like that. You know, some people are going to take a bit of time. You know, yeah. and it's not because they don't want to answer. Probably because they're actually thinking about what they're going to answer. You know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think uh, I think definitely there's there's definitely something very very important between self awareness and effective being effective because it's also to do with uh, in in terms of leadership as your question was was phrased. It's also to do with uh, giving the example. And leading by example, because you know there's nothing better than that. I mean, if you, if, you know, I remember a story I was telling to my students one day, and it was about uh, someone that was shouting, uh, shouting at the, uh, their staff, and I was there. They didn't see me. <laughs> I was the direct boss, and I saw this incident, and and I said to them, I said, "Did you realise?" I said, "You were shouting at them, and why were you shouting at them again? Can you just tell me clearly?" Yeah, because they're not nice enough to the customers, and they're not smiling with the customers, and so I said, so, so do you think they're smiling now when when they're going up there on stairs now? Mm. Uh, maybe not. So I think Absolutely. your example was exactly the contrary of what you were just trying to tell them. So I said, so maybe next time, try and be happy when you're telling them something like that. It might be, it might be more effective. Yeah. So you know, actually behave as you want the others to behave. It might be actually quite a good idea. 
Do you think effective leaders can be found at all levels of organisations? Yes, I do. And I think it's not a question of level. But I don't think leaders are born, you see. I think they're made. And uh, I'll start by that. Uh, And what I mean by that is that, you know, anyone can be a leader if they really want to be and on the condition that they really do like people. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, because if they don't, they're in the wrong they're in the wrong place and doing the wrong job. I think at all levels, because uh, it's a matter of there's a lot of technique in, in management and leadership, things that can be learned, and also things that can be unlearned. <laughs> so uh, unlearned, for example, uh, like uh, like I said earlier, like not listening. I had to unlearn not listening, yeah. So, so that's it was one of my terrible faults when I was younger. You've got to unlearn some behaviours and learn other behaviours, which which basically mould you into a leader. And and sometimes, in fact, uh, you don't even need the title. It's not the title that makes a leader. It's uh, basic. If people are going to follow that person, so you know Simon Sinek. Uh, you know who Simon Sinek I is, do. of course. Yeah, a boss has the title. A leader has the people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, and I really believe that because a boss, yeah, okay, you've got a title, doesn't mean you're a leader. Leaders are people who can convince, can can really uh, and allow, and, and, and are happy, are confident within themselves. It goes back to the first couple of questions too, and they are able uh, to project confidence and self confidence and make other people confident in their own ability, and the people will naturally follow a, a leader. You don't have to have a title or anything; you can just be a leader, and you're. And it's just obvious who the leader is. You know, I mean, we see this quite often. When uh, yeah. I remember a, a funny incident happened on holiday once. <laughs> we were in some foreign country, far, far away, and uh, and two people wanted to be the boss, so they started talking. Yes, just can everyone listen up? I was I was trying to help them at one point. I said, "Oh, guys, you know, next time, you know, maybe you should ask people, you know, do you want to talk or you know." Maybe. And I ended up getting this leadership role, but I didn't want it. <laughs> I was in holiday <laughs> just because of the way I was acting. But they were acting in a, in a, in a rather, I would think, uh, what would you call it, a streperous manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't yeah. help. You know? and people just didn't want to follow them at all. You know? So yeah. basically what happened, everyone started arguing with them. So. I was interested you said that leaders can be made rather than born. It, it, within mm-hmm. my research, the findings were the opposite. However, mm-hmm. I actually think we agree because what you said that people have to want it or have to have the ability that then allows them to move forward and yeah. and I wonder if part of the if I'd have gone back to the people that I spoke to in my research they would have said that's exactly what we mean we have to have mm-hmm. people that are interested able and then mm-hmm. you put that together and allow it to yeah. develop flourish you nurture it etc training yeah. and all the other things that go with it so I go wonder if it. actually we sounded like we're disagreeing but actually we're saying the same thing I, th- I think I think it's, it's it's a disagreement where we're agreeing. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I think yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's I've got one way to explain it, which comes from a quote by Zig Ziglar. Uh, he's no longer with us, but he was a great, great man, and, and he basically said, you know, it's it's not your aptitude which uh, determines your altitude; it's your attitude. I think there is aptitude, of course, there is some natural aptitude because, of course, if if you're not, if you just don't have uh, that nyak or you don't have that little bit of drive uh, within you, I mean, you're just not going to do it. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. But then what's even more important than having confidence and having skills and, and being able to learn these skills, it's also your attitude, I think. I think your attitude, what we goes back to what we said before is, is what you show to others. Yeah, And and I always like to tell people, you know, because people say, well, yeah, yeah so there's all this thing about in modern management today about well, authenticity, how important. Yeah, of course it's important. Yeah, be yourself. 
this comes back to your first question, you know, you have to be authentic, of course, yeah. But never forget you're you're playing a role as a manager. Yeah, yeah it's true. And how I explain that to my students is very simple. I just I always tell them, I said, okay, you've been out to the, the pub the night before. Okay, you've been up there until four o'clock in the morning, you feel miserable, you've got a head that's killing you, and the next morning you've got a massive migraine. You have no right at all to act differently than you normally do. And if you don't feel that you can, don't go to work. Mm. So you're meant to be a leader. So you have to still give the example, and your attitude is going to be copied. I mean, it's mimicking. People mimic your behavior. Well, they do. So if you start to behave badly, they are going to do the same, yeah? Yeah, most definitely. Do you think leaders at the most strategic level of organisations have greater self-awareness than leaders at other levels of organisations? Not necessarily. Sometimes they do. They're great leaders. You know, if you're a Richard Branson or you're a, I don't know, one of these guys, yeah, of course you do. But but these these guys are massively successful. So, of course, they do, I think. But not necessarily. I mean, it's, 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 it's not to do, what for me, it's not to do with level. Not what you do, it's who you are, isn't it? You can have a a really, really bad guy at the top and still have an organization that works because the people at other levels are making up for that yeah, because they're actually doing the work he should be doing but or he or she yeah, should be doing, but they're doing it well. And so so the people who work with them don't don't realize how bad it is up there. <laughs> uh, so that, that, I've seen that happen. And, and then the contrary, of course, if it is bad at the top, eventually it becomes worse as you go down because, because it just all falls down, doesn't it? I think it's not, nothing to do with, uh, with, with the level. I think it's to do more with the person and how, how the person uh, sees the world or the worldview. We had a, a discussion regarding, it's, it's actually related to this, a discussion regarding what's more important, is it the employee or is it the customer? So I totally believe it's the employee. We argued about this for about, I don't know, years. <laughs> and it led to me writing my first book. So it actually ended up very well because, because in fact, it incited me to do something about it. Because I couldn't win this argument. It was, we were at a quid pro quo, so, so no one... Step back from their position, and I thought, right, this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this and prove it. I'm right, <laughs> so I did. Same. I don't know whether it proved or not, by the way, <laughs> but it's it's one of these situations where you think, okay, so now I'll take a step back from all, so I'll try and try and really put my my point of view forward. And I think anyone at any level is capable of doing that. It's just a, a question of habits that people learn, good habits or bad habits. If someone's capable of being a leader, you know, at any at any level. Self-awareness is really to do with habits. Are people uh, being introspective or not? It's nothing to do with what level we are, I don't think. I've seen some bosses who just don't think at all, you know. <laughs> they, just, they just give orders. They don't know how to delegate. They've never heard of situational management. You know, who's Kenneth Blanchard? We don't know. So, you know, they don't know what they're doing, basically. So a lot of the time that happens because experts get promoted to managers without any coaching or any uh, knowing the companies in this in this so that's that's quite quite a serious problem sometimes right in your experience in coaching and managing Mm -hmm. do you find that there are and it's something that spoken to somebody else about and they've also mentioned uh the the tier below that strategic tier who Mm -hmm. actually are are taking the weight of the organization because actually Mm -hmm. there is a lack of self-awareness at that strategic level do you have experience of that team below that strategic level having to take that weight is it common is it uncommon when it does happen is it detrimental to an organization do you find that people are quiet quitting and very loudly quitting as Mm -hmm. part of that how does that look in your experience 
Well, in my experience, it depends on on, on, on the level of things. I mean, how, how bad things really are. Because if things are, and I've had experience of both, where I've had someone, because I've been at the senior level, but had someone very senior above me. And, and then twice or three times in my life, it's been a fantastic experience because I've had great mentors and great coaches and, and so forth. And then once or twice, it's not been so good to <laughs> people you know what the, what the heck they're doing at all. Uh, and then it's almost impossible to take the brunt. Part of your role, I think, as a manager or as a leader, is, is basically even if even if this is happening, something negative is happening with you or to you, yeah, you should be able to you know, translate things so that the level of just below you doesn't see that. Yeah? Mm. But then it gets to a stage where, where everyone sees it because the boss will do something stupid like talk to you badly in front of the people that are meant to be working for you or something. If that happens, it's finished. You have no longer any uh, grip on the situation at all. And I've seen that happen. Personally, I've seen it happen to me. The owner telling me something a bit silly in front of his own kids. We're also part of the business. <laughs> bit of a mixed affair. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if, if, if it's really the other level can manage things, as long as the person above isn't being harmful, yeah. directly harmful. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. If someone's just incompetent. doesn't matter because the people that are, that are there, yeah, the, the, the COMEX or the executive committee are there. If they're competent, it doesn't matter if the president's a complete idiot. <laughs> the COMEX is going to save it anyway. Do you think effective leaders have more self-awareness than ineffective leaders? Yeah, I think they do. I think I think it's definitely a big yes. Because if uh, ineffective leaders, in fact, I think if, you, if you're going to lead people, you really need to know how it feels... There's this thing about followership today that we hear about a lot about, yeah? And if you've been a, a follower at one time, you know what a, a great leader should be doing. So being highly aware of that makes it nearly impossible for someone that's not self-aware to lead because yeah. the others catch on very quickly to that and, yeah. and say, well, this guy really doesn't, he's not in touch with himself at all or, or herself at all. And not only are they not in touch with themselves, but they're not in touch with the reality of and, and they'll ask people to do things which are nigh impossible. And they get answers like that, of course, because people at one point just say, well, uh, sorry, but I'd love to do that, but it's just not possible when you're asking me to do it. So I think, yeah, if, if definitely if people are self-aware, they're much more effective. As want to talk to you a little bit about my uh, two newest books. So my Preston book was called One to One, Managing Quality Time with Individuals for Engagement and Success. That book was published uh, one and a half years ago and is a really uh, great success, to be honest, especially in the United States and in Great Britain. It talks about how to really build relationships with people based on confidence and trust. It's written 5WH on the cover. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's the first book in the series of 5WH, and these are the pertinent questions. What? Why, when, where, who, and how? And I address each of those questions in all the books in the series. Here the subject is one-to-one formal meetings with your employees. Uh, So I tell you uh, what it's about, what this type of meeting actually looks like, yeah? Uh, Where you should have these meetings, when you should have these meetings, why is very important why you should have these meetings and then i tell you exactly how to go about having these meetings and the techniques that you can use to make them successful my newest book is a uh, time to manage an agenda for effective leadership five H. you'll notice once again now this book uh, really is about how to manage one's time but it's a very particular time management book this is a book that shows you how to first of all be efficient and teaches you about 
time management techniques, but then goes on to discuss that being efficient with your time and the time of others, it's really not enough. You need to become effective as a manager and lead and manage in the right way so as to ensure that you're effective uh, in using your time and the time of others around you. I can tell you there's some great surprises inside the book waiting for you. Robertson Hunter-Stewart, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you here. Thank you so much for uh, finding time to have our conversation. It's been really, really interesting. Thank you once again. Well, thank you very much for your invitation. It was great. Great talking to you today, Neil. Thank you for joining me, your host, Nia Thomas, at the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast. If you'd like to know more about self-awareness, leader effectiveness and leadership at all levels, please take a look at my website, knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk. You can also join me on YouTube, LinkedIn or Twitter. Make sure you bookmark the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast and tune into the next episode in two weeks' time. I look forward to having you on my learning journey. If you'd like to join me as a guest on the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast, please drop me a line at info at knowingselfknowingothers.co.uk. If you'd like to advertise your podcast, book or company connected to self-awareness, leader effectiveness or leadership at all levels, please drop me a line at the same email. Please remember to bookmark the Knowing Self, Knowing Others podcast so that you can keep up to date with all new episodes. Remember to rate this podcast on whichever directory you listen. Knowing Self, Knowing Others is available to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Listen.